Hey, welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. Today, I have a special guest for you. Jen Schultz wrote a book called She's Not Your Enemy, a book all about how she has gotten through and over her insecurities in doing what God has wanted her to do. So have you ever like thought in your mind, I really wanna do something, but everyone will think I'm stupid or I don't know what I'm doing or why would they believe me? Those are insecurities that the evil one has given us. And, and they're things we have to get over and through in order to do what it is that we should do. We all deal with insecurities. Please join me as we talk a little bit more with Jen about why she wrote this book and what her story is and, and how her being a mom and a wife and actually having the time with three little ones to write a book that God put on her heart. It is very remarkable. I mean, like it's something that I'm going to share with all my coaches, all my partners, and some of my dear friends that I've been in business with for years, as this is something we talk about everyone with, their insecurities. By the way, listen all the way through. I might have a special gift for you at the end of the episode. Whether you're listening to the podcast or watching this on YouTube, thank you for being here. I have a wonderful guest that I cannot wait to share with you. But before we get started, I just want to pray us in real fast and kind of get our hearts and minds right as uh, Jen comes and speaks to us. So if you would just give me two seconds and let me pray. Jesus, God, I love you. Thank you that we can do this on a podcast. Thank you that we can do this as we're miles away as Jen is by the beach and I'm in Texas. Thank you, Lord God, that we can come together, not only supporting each other, but to support each other doing what we feel is your work for our life. I lift up this time. I lift up Jen and I lift up what it is that you have put on our hearts to do. Just let us be able to do that, Lord God. Get rid of any negative opinions we have. Get rid of any things we have that say we can't. And Lord God, if, if you've put it in our hearts, you can help that happen or you can make it happen through us. Lord God, use us. I pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, cool. Speaking of Dolly Parton, like I just lost a nail. And like oh, that, no. that is part. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Gonna do? <laughs> That's just part of this. Well, let me introduce Jen. And I'm going to let her speak mostly about what God's put on her heart. But she came to us as we were just sort of looking, you know, for speakers and, and, and people that kind of we feel have our same mission, which is to glorify God and to bring others to him, but also to empower people to do what it is they feel God have told has told them to do. And Jen is like a perfect example. So uh, she's written a book specifically that we're going to talk about today, and it's titled She's Not Your Enemy. What I love about the whole premise of this book is that it tries to get us away from all the negative thoughts and all the things that I believe are not of God that stop us or thwart us from doing what it is we feel like we should do, whether that's owning a business, whether that's doing a podcast or writing a book or stepping out in faith to do something that God, we we believe, has sort of ordained us to do. But maybe uh, we listen too much to those voices that trip us up a little bit. What I love about Jen, she's Christian. Obviously, she's a mom. She's a wife. Well, she loves the ocean because she's actually at the beach now, which is <laughs> my favorite place in the whole world. And she wants to help women pass that. And so, Jen, can you please just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us more. I mean, I want to know what gave you sort of the idea and the guts to write this? Ooh, well, I thank you for having me, by the way. I'm so glad to be able to chat with you. But I, um, gosh, you know, you write the book that you need to read. <laughs> I have always struggled with comparison. That's always been a thing in my life. And uh, 
you know, some of the time that was jealousy, that that definitely has a big part of it. But I think mostly I would look at other people to gauge how well I was doing. So I would look at them and I would say, oh, she's got everything I want. You know, she's a hard worker. She, you know, must have an amazing character and must have this incredible relationship with God and just all these things I would assume uh, based on how well they were doing. And I would think, Oh, I'm just terrible. Like I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not close enough to God. He must not love me enough if he wouldn't bless me with these things, you know, just coming to all these assumptions based on how other people were doing or even the opposite. If we're going to be honest, you know, like looking at other people and thinking, well, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Like, you know, they, I must be doing okay. God must be happy with me. You know, all of these things, these kind of ideas that we put in our own heads. And uh, so I, I knew this has been a long struggle for me. I started digging into it a little bit more and I realized that the issue was not so much the comparison. It was definitely not me versus her, even though I felt at odds with people when they had something I wanted or when uh, we were in conflict or something like that. The real issue was me asking these really deep and um, important questions. Things like, you know, am I loved? Am I worthy? Uh, am I valuable? Do I have a purpose? Do I belong? You know, these these actual really important questions. But the problem was I was looking to other people to get these questions answered instead of looking to God. And I was actually coming to conclusions about God based on looking at other people. And I just realized I had it all backwards. I really had to go back and start with, okay, who is God? What does the Bible say about him? Uh, what does he say about himself in the scriptures? And then I could go from there and say, okay, what does God say about me? Let me root my identity in what God, my creator, my father says about me. And uh, that started this whole journey. And that's really what this book is about. I love this so much. So um, just for our listeners, in case you don't know, so I started a business with my late husband about almost 16 years ago now. Well, but before that, and I was telling Jim this earlier, is I worked for a lady by the name of Shalene Johnson. She's my mentor and my friend. I just you know, adore her and... She's my little real version, you know, of Dolly Parted. We had to get people before the fitness business came along to sign up to take a class format all day long where they learn to teach fitness classes. So like for some people, they just, I love it. I'm going to do it. But most people, they're like, why would anyone listen to me? Oh, I can't dance in front of people. I can't perform. And it's all Mm -hmm. like very much self-focused. And I had to go, well, here's a bigger picture. What if you helped someone lose weight? What if you helped? someone, um, you know, get healthier. It's really about that person or that member that comes to your, not you. And it was like a whole like perspective shift, right? Yeah. But you have to deal with that fear first and foremost. Well, second, yeah. when I started the fitness business, and this is coming to a question about your book is that most people were like, well, what will others think about me? I'm never going to mm-hmm. post in a bathing suit. And mm-hmm. I, I would always say you never have to, right? Why, <laughs> why would they listen to me? You know, and it was always so focused on what others thought and what what others might say. And most of the time, no one ever said anything. So how? tell me about like that kind of thought process that goes right along with your book. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just something that we naturally do, right? Like we walk into a room and we notice. We start paying attention, like, wait a minute, like she's, you know, in fitness, she's got the brand name clothes and I've got the Walmart brand, you know, like <laughs> she's, uh, she looks like she's been doing this for a long time. Um, I recently started running, which is, if you know me, this is 
huge. <laughs> like this is hilarious. You like punishment. You like punishment. I, I'm kidding. Oh my goodness. I have hated running my whole life. And several months ago, my husband started running, started feeling really good. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go after it. And I did my first 5k. And I remember being there and thinking, well, these people know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm just showing up. Can I even make it this whole, this whole, you know, five, three miles, 5k? Like, can I do this? Right. And uh, right. we do, we get so in our heads. And, uh, and it's because even though she's not your enemy, there is an enemy. <laughs> there For is sure. someone messing with our heads. And it's Satan. He's trying to distract and divide us. His, his main goal is to keep us from God and keep us from other people. Because once he can get us isolated, he can take us out. So the more we get lost in our own heads, the more we get lost in, uh, you know, those kind of deceptive thoughts yep. of, you know, am I really good enough? Am I really enough? I mean, that's, that's his, it's been his tactic since the beginning, since Adam and Eve, you know, he went up to Eve and he said, you know, did God really say that? Did he really? And he puts mean? the seed in her head. Exactly. He puts the seed in her head and it just grew. He let it grow. He didn't even have to do anything from there. Well, and uh, so I think it's just really important to know who your enemy is and the lies that he's telling you. For sure. And it's interesting because we think we come on these thoughts on our own. And mm-hmm. even though, here's what I think about like selfishness. And by the way, we're all designed to survive, right? Mm-hmm. We're designed uh, to find the path of least resistance because that has the least amount of pain. Well, mm-hmm. that comes from a, a survival mode of, you know, you run from a lion coming to get you. And if something tries to eat you, you get you know, away from it. But that has transferred into now, um, it's all about me. You know what I mean? And, and like, I'm so offended. And, oh, I think this, well, you looked at me that way. That must mean this. What are you talking about? I wasn't even thinking yeah. of me, right? Oh but my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's what he wants us to think, the evil one. He wants us to be so self-consumed. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting about this book to me is, you, you, you know, it's very much on our insecurities. Mm-hmm. And with Christ and in the Bible, there's really not a lot of talk about insecurities. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the evil one wants us to live there mm-hmm. and to live in that the gray thoughts. area. Mm-hmm. Right. In that gray area where there's like, really like, what am I doing? And and one of the things that stuck out to me when I was reading part of the, man, the manuscript, like the beginning and just a little excerpt that you sent. And it was, there are those things in our lives that happened when we were younger or we made an assumption about because a couple people mentioned it or it was yeah. inferred about us, whether that's maybe yeah. chubby or not very smart or not as good as our siblings, whatever it was. And I'm interested as a 50-year-old woman, how every once in a while that comes back and I have to shut it down in the name of Jesus because it right. still comes up. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I share in the book about this moment and it it's really such a small thing. Like I, you know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, like you said, somebody making fun of your weight or somebody, you know, an authority figure in your life who was not kind or loving to you like they should have been, or, you know, some, some major things. I share something that was very small, but it planted such a seed in my mind that it affected the decisions I made for years and years. So I, I remember being with a group of friends when I was younger. And I had always to that point, you know, just kind of let loose. However, I, you know, how kids are, they're just, however they are, their personalities shine. They don't really stop to think about what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was acting goofy or something that day. And I remember one of my friends kind of stopping everybody. The whole moment kind of came to a standstill. She was like, Jen, you're so weird. And everybody starts giggling. And I remember just being like, Oh, like, Mm-hmm. Not only am I the weird one, the oddball, the odd one out, right. but 
everybody knows it. Like everybody sees it. Everybody's been thinking this. And I just, it's just, I took it to heart. Like everywhere I went from then, I started to become kind of this quieter, smaller person because I was so afraid that everybody was going to see me for who I really was, this weird oddball kind of person. And it, I, I, you know, I took it to the classroom with me. I didn't want to raise my hand. I didn't want to be in teams. I was so afraid of what people thought for years because of this yeah. just one tiny moment. And so I, I really encourage people, like even, you know, if you're like, oh, that's just something silly that happened. That's no big deal. You know, it's no big deal. People called me chubby. It's no big deal. You know, those things. Those things can have such an impact on your heart. Satan wants to mess with your head and make you think like, oh, this is actually bigger than it is. And so I ended up getting in my own way because I was so insecure about this, you know, this fatal flaw I thought I had of being the weird, the oddball, like not belonging. And so again, I think it really does go back to these really deep questions of like, do I belong? Am I loved? Am I worthy? Uh, And God answers every single one of them and he affirms them for us. And I think once we can root ourselves in that, we can get out of our own way when it comes to doing bold, amazing things and cheering others on as they do theirs. Absolutely. And I think one of the things I got, like I'm taking notes and one of them that I wrote about what you just said is what is truth? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. By the way, I actually like, I would be friends with you because we're both weird. We're both very weird. <laughs> yes. but, but on a side note, what is truth? And this is something I've had to work with my whole life. And I just think it goes along with what you're saying is that I was, I had a different dad than my three sisters and my brother. And my dad was wonderful. And he married my mom with four kids and took all, they consider my dad, their dad, right? Wonderful mm-hmm. man. Um, but uh, I was different than my sisters. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't I be? I was half him, mm-hmm. right? And I'm only five, six, Jen. Mm-hmm. But I've been told my whole life by my mother and my three sisters, I am so huge. You are so big. Your foot's in eight. Wow. You don't even need skis to go skiing. Like, listen. Human oh, was- goodness. They called me Sasquatch on Amazon, which now I'm like, whatever. Oompa loompa. Right? Like, this is a good thing. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a joke, but you have to understand. Now I'm, I mean, I'm all good. No, but at, no, there were years yeah. that all that was in my head. And I felt I felt it was wrong. Yeah. And that there was something wrong with me. And, and then I, I did a deep dive. Like, God, I'm tired of these feelings because they're, they're not of you. Nothing. They, right. and Bobby, they were just joking with me. Yes, I was yep. taller than them, but they didn't know what to do with me. Plus, you know, they're pocket people. I, like I can, they're older oh. than me. I can hold them on my head. <laughs> but, you know, I had to figure out what truth was. And even though that's in my head, I don't blame them. They were just being funny. Like, like that was their sense of humor at the time. It hurt. But now I'm like, this is who I am. And the truth is, God has made me just right. And God has made you just right. And you listen, God has made you just right. Do we need to work on things? Yes, we're not perfect. We're made in the image of perfection. But um, God can work through, I believe, any avenue via insecurities, any issue that we've ever had. Don't you think? Absolutely. And we just need to be able to identify the truth and the lies. I mean, the enemy is going to come in. Uh, The Bible says he's a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It says that he masquerades as an angel of light. So we need to be able to know and tell the difference between who is actually speaking to us when we're hearing these lies and we're hearing, you know, you're the weird one, you're the odd one, you're different, you don't belong here. Um, Those are not from God. (laughs) We've got to be able to identify them and see what he's really saying to us. And I, 
I love scriptures like um, Ephesians 1. I keep going back to Ephesians 1. Just again and again, you know, it says we're, we're chosen. We're adopted by God. Um, he invited us to be part of his family because that made him happy. Yeah. He um, has, has redeemed us and brought us back to him through Jesus Christ. Like just incredible things uh, about how God sees us. And that's how we need to see ourselves. We can't be looking at ourselves through a lens of insecurity because that's exactly what the devil wants. Right. Or even more highly than we ought to. It's like, we, that's are, true we are good because of him. Every good mm-hmm. gift in our life is because mm-hmm. of him. Right. Mm-hmm. Not because of how great we are, whatever, even though right. one of the thing, when you talk about truth and lies, here's one of the things mm-hmm. that like, I've always tried to my boys you know, too, is that we have to know what truth is or otherwise we won't know what a lie is. And that's mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, even I talk to nowadays are like, well, what about this? And this is what I think. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you compare that to scripture that's nowhere nowhere in in the Bible. And so if we don't know what truth is, we don't know what lies are, but the good news is we can always seek that out. We can always for God. It's so accessible. (laughs) God makes himself so accessible to us, which is an incredible thing. And I really encourage people. I've had a lot of people say, you know, what's the hack? How do I just stop comparing? And that's the whole thing throughout my book is just, it, there is no hack. You have to do the work. You have to address these thoughts that you've been, um, you've been falling for these past, you know, however many years you've been on this earth. Uh, you really have to go back to the scriptures, hold up the lies to the truth of the scriptures. You've got to be praying. You've got to be, you know, asking God to show you, you know, how does he see you? How does he see other people around you? And to really uh, make that clear to you. These are practices that happen daily. That's what we have to do. And even a practice of gratitude seeing all the things that God has done in your life and not letting, you know, the one thing that somebody else has take away from the incredible blessings that God has, has put in your life. So um, yeah, there is no hack. hack. (laughs) The encouraging Uh, thing is God makes himself so accessible. to us. He does. And he can give us a perspective shift or an attitude adjustment. Um, And then we were talking about scripture. I'm sorry. Two things came up as you were speaking. One is that that word is a lamp into my, my feet a lot into my path. And so Mm -hmm. His word, which is the Bible, with or like that sheds a light on what we should be doing, where we should be going, not five years from now, probably just like a day or two, right? But the second thing is when I get in that tailspin, um, and sometimes I do, but I always remember, you know, for us to take every thought captive mm-hmm. under the power of Jesus exactly. Christ. Yeah. Even though sometimes I have to like say it a few times, or I even, you know, I, you know, it's just me. My husband's passed away. I'm like in my bedroom, and, and sometimes at night I'll get in a little, little bit of a circle, and I'm like, okay, nope, in the name of no. Jesus Christ, take this over to God, please take these mm-hmm. captive. Remind me of the truth. Remind me of the truth. And he does it every time. It may take a little mm-hmm. longer, and I may have to keep like taking it off, but he always comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, what else can you tell us about your book? Goodness. Well, I, uh, the way that it ended up coming out in the outline uh, that I was excited about that God really uh, just kind of worked out with me was, you know, every chapter addresses a woman that you might feel at odds with. You might feel like she's your enemy. So you've got the woman that has what you want. You have the woman who um, you are in conflict with, uh, the woman who doesn't believe what you believe. Uh, the woman who, excuse me, has it all together and the woman who, um, you know, even the woman in the mirror, (laughs) there's a chapter for kind of every woman that we feel at odds with. And it was so amazing to just go through and go back to the scriptures. I felt like it was such a process with God because I would start with this thought of, okay, 
you know, let me look at the woman that has what I want. What's the real issue here? Well, the real issue is that I, I want something and I don't have it. And I, I don't know what that says about God. Is God still good? So we would go back to, okay, is God good? What does the Bible say about God? How is the devil trying to keep me from believing those good things about God? And how can I change my mindset so that I can really embrace the goodness that God has put in my life and not be jealous of the goodness he's put in someone else's life? And so it was really just an incredible process for me. And what I'm hoping for the women that read this book is that you will go through this and and be able to, again, do the work, you know, go through and address those lies that you've been holding on to for such a long time, bring them up to the light of scripture, um, hold on to the scriptures that are are the truth and change that mindset, change that toxic thinking. And then you can go off into the practicals of like, okay, what can I do if I'm jealous of someone? Well, maybe I need to get to know her better. <laughs> maybe I need to pray for her and be excited for her. Um, maybe I need to be working out my own heartbreak with God so I can keep that separate when I'm cheering on somebody else. And uh, And then there are some, just some great journaling pages or some questions. And there's videos that come with the book. So I really feel like any way that you learn, you can really get it in this book. So you can really let the message sink in and let it really change your life. I love all of this. This is like a breath of fresh air. Like I will be sharing this also with all my my businesses through Beachbody, where we're now known as Body. I'm going to share this with all my girls because I mean, in my downline and the ones that I've been working with for all these years, because this is one of our biggest issues when we bring people in. And and the trouble is we've already been there. We've already done that. So it doesn't bug us anymore. But in the beginning, it did Mm -hmm. for all of us in some way. And it always seems like the people that were sort of the loud, or that I don't know if they really were the loudest, were the people that have known us our whole lives. And Mm -hmm. they're like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I had a couple people go, why are you doing this? You're not even this. And I'm like, no, no. Right. I'm going to go here. And and there's some quote that I've read a few times. I can't remember what books I read it in, but it was something about, um, you're never believed in your own hometown, something like that. Like, mm. and it has yeah. to do with, you know, all people just like, the, like you were talking about your story about being weird. Like, oh my gosh, all my worst mistakes and dumb things were in my hometown. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody like, saw them and everybody I, knew, right? everybody, <laughs> I think everybody remembers me. And every time I go to my hometown, I'm, I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like the chubby band girl again with zits on her face that just felt so, you know, whatever. And it's not at all true, but we have to sort of identify that. But I think, I always try to tell people, let's just think, who can I help? It's not because you're the 100% expert and you know more than everyone else in the world. What if, what has God put on your heart to do? It can be the mm-hmm. smallest thing. Will you just do it out of obedience to him? Yeah. Do not look around and then see right. what he does with that. And you know right. what he's done with me with that, Jen? And I'm mm-hmm. sure this is part of your story too. He mm-hmm. keeps giving me confidence mm-hmm. and, and, and not like confidence and look what I've done, girls. Right. I, I did it. I didn't die. And I got to help that person. Exactly. And I did it again. And there's all this confidence, not in, like I said, who I am, but in the fact that I know how to do it. I've already helped them and it's worked. So I'm going to do it again. You know? Yep. Yeah, oh I can I can say I've already done it. I've already been past this with God. We can do it again. Right. And, um, and I even, I'm oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say you, uh, something you said reminded me of um, just this, the, the point of even 1 Corinthians 12, where it says that we are all members of the body. So we all have a role to play. We all have something to do. Uh, God has given us talents through the Holy Spirit that, that. you know, are our own unique things. And uh, I don't know. Did you see the Barbie movie? I get the sense that you might. Yes. What do you mean? I'm like, all the pink. I'm like, I bet you. Do you know who wanted to go? My boys. Because they think Ryan Gosling is the best thing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) By the way, I loved it. I loved it. I I don't get offended at that stuff because I'm just like, what's. 
what is the funny? What is the message? Like, I'm not going to. Yes. No, there was so, so much good stuff there. But I, something about it, um, just that, you know, that whole speech about women, you know, just how we feel like we have to be everything. We have to do everything for everyone else. We have to look good doing it. Oh my goodness. Right. Like everybody, everybody knows that part because we all feel it and we all relate to it. And Mm -hmm. the amazing thing is God never intended that for us. He never intended us for, you know, to be everything and to do all the things and to look good doing them. (laughs) He he put us in a family and in community. He wired us that way because we have gifts that complement other people and they have gifts that serve us. And we all grow together to glorify him and his kingdom. So those times when you're like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm a part of the body, but I'm the baby toe. I'm not that important. You're something. You do something. You contribute something. Yeah. Maybe you haven't found it yet. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep leaning in and see what God has for you to do. Because I guarantee he has a role for you. I know he does. And, And one of the things that I keep thinking when people say, well, what is it? I'm always like, well, what's happened? You know, because much of our, I believe our, so Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 5 says this specifically, basically that our God, you know, Father has loved on us during our hardship with a certain kind of love that we're supposed to. Yes, our comfort it. overflows, right? Yes. Absolutely. And then help others that are going possibly through that very same thing or something similar. Absolutely. And you're so right when we have a part. And I, I wrote down, we all have a part, whether the analogy is a game, football game, or a play. Yep or a band, it's not mm. going to work without all the people. And yeah. our each is as important. If you've ever tried to walk around without a toe, just like mm-hmm. you mentioned, right? Toe, um, I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> friends and like some distant family members that, that they had that stuff has happened. And uh, they're like, you have no idea why you need that toe so much. And you th- mm. think what's the big deal. Until you don't have it, right? <laughs> it's part of the whole body. And you're so, so right. Jen, thank you so much. Where, where can we find your book? It is all over the place, pretty much wherever you buy books. It's on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, uh, christianbook.com. Just, you know, Google it. You will find some options, I'm sure. But yeah. Got it. Well, in the show notes, we're also going to let them know where to find you, where to find your book. And by the way, have you written other books? No, this is my first. So it's been it's been a wild ride. I'm just, I honestly like we're talking about you know doing these big bold things, and I'm like God has opened the doors every step of the way and done this with me every step of the way. So it all feels very new, but it also feels like it's been such a partnership with God. I feel so aligned with Him doing it. Well, and I have to say, obedience means so much because mm. out of our obedience, and it's not because yeah. we want to or, or we're not doing it. Just being obedient to God because I trust Him, not because I know what mm. I'm doing. Or I think I'm the best voice. He bless that obedience. Jen, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for writing this book because I know it could not have been easy. I think about all the focus time you had to find (laughs) with three kids. Right. Oh my gosh. And mine are older, and I'm still like writing even a post sometimes. I'm like, how do I write this? You know, and, and and actually get my message across. But thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this for the glory of God and for the good of others, especially women. I think we need to hear this message. Thank you for being here. And I, I pray that you will uh, consider being a uh, speaker for the Bible Babes with our live call and in front of my community at some point, because I would love to share you with them. Thank you so much, Mindy. Thanks for having me. I'm just amazed at all the good work that you're doing. And I just feel like I've made a friend chatting with you today. Yeah, so thanks we're for friends, having me. We're weird. We're weird friends together. We're weird and that's I okay. Love <laughs> we love weird. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you the best and I will share with everyone how they can find you. Thank you so much.
Hey, thank you for listening to this special Hope and Struggle episode with Jen Schultz. She is the coolest. I like her so, so much. And the fact that we got to do this while she was at the beach, taking a month with her family, I'm sorry. I love that, I love that about her. Here's what I wanna do. I'm gonna give away three uh, copies of her book. The book again is called She's Not Your Enemy. You can find it on Amazon, anywhere you might find books. But if you wanna possibly win a copy of this book, all I want you to do is go to Instagram and I want you to look up Jen Schultz author. Her last name is spelled S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Jen Schultz author. I want you to follow her, take a snapshot, a screenshot that you're following her and then DM it to me on Instagram on the Hope in Struggle account and then I'll put your name in a hat and someone's gonna get a free book. Thank you for listening.